Hi, this is Dr. William Renner. Thank you for joining us on this podcast on wellness, evidence-based medicine. I'm honored to give this podcast with Dr. Alan Safdie, world-famous gastroenterologist, uh, who's done research with uh, more than 300 papers that he's written on his own and more than 900 papers that he's been a co-author in. Uh, Dr. Safdie, uh, today I wanted to talk about low T, low testosterone, uh, risk and therapy. Can you comment on that? Uh, it's very topical right now, Bill, since I think if you're in your car, you're going to hear ads all the time. I guess if you watch TV, you're probably going to see the same sort of advertisements. And testosterone products promise that the hormone is nothing less than a fountain of youth. Um, yeah, all those guys look really good that are selling this stuff. Yeah, I, you know, it's amazing. And the sales of these testosterone pills gels and patches have really soared um, based upon this. You know, they claim anti-aging. There's anti-aging clinics that are opening up. And, you know, the question is, you know, do they work? And what are the yeah. side effects of them? All right. First of all, are there any benefits? Yeah, I mean, testosterone, you know, there's been studies to look at testosterone replacement therapy offered to older men, not to young men. Um, there was one published several years ago in the journal American Medical Association looking at internal medicine. There's another one published in the New England Journal. I can't remember exactly when, but it's in the, about the past four years. And they recruited almost 800 men age 65 and older had low testosterone levels. So they actually had their blood levels measured to see if they had low testosterone ahead of time. Most of the people that are taking therapy may not have low testosterone levels. Um, and we consider 275 nanograms per deciliter being low. And then they looked at things like sexual function. They looked at physical function, vitality, bone density. So they looked at a lot of different things, including anemia, brain health, heart health, throughout those studies. And the interesting thing was if we look at sexual function, these are people with low testosterone or low T that it's documented, medically documented, not just you think you have it. And they had a modest boost in sex drive, improvement in erections um, in the low T trials. But they declined over about a year. And the, some of the experts suggested that during those trials that low testosterone therapy wasn't as effective as drugs such as Viagra and Cialis. Um, looking at vitality, you know, vitality, testosterone replacement therapy fell flat. Um, scores for both the testosterone and placebo group remain the same. So there's a lot of placebo effect when you're taking these over-the-counter products or you're getting something. But compared to placebo, physical function, vitality, um, you know, really were both disappointing in regards to that. And if we looked at anemia to see if testosterone might help in regards to anemia, um, and, you know, testosterone replacement may help a little bit with anemia, um, but more finding out what the etiology of the anemia um, was rather than that. Again, testosterone replacement therapy, if we look at brain health, no benefits for memory or other aspects of brain function. So a lot of the things you're hearing, we don't have clinical evidence that they're tremendously beneficial. Um, should should someone be tested before they take any testosterone? Absolutely. Um, 
you know, if you're experiencing signs of so-called low T, such as reduced sex drive, fatigue, you know, weight gain, diminishing muscle mass, you know, have your doctor rule it out and rule out any other underlying conditions. Don't assume it's low T. Uh, it could be a medication side effect that you're on. Uh, if you have true low testosterone, it should be measured. And then weigh the pros and cons of testosterone, testosterone therapy with your doctor, especially if you have a history of cancer or cardiovascular disease. Um, you know, lifestyle interventions can also be helpful, not just looking at testosterone replacement, a healthier diet, losing excess weight, incorporating regular exercise routine into your day, addressing sleep issues, making sure you're getting enough sleep and looking at psychological issues uh, to regain a lot of that lost vigor. So, you know, promoters of prescription testosterone promise that the hormone is really no less than what I mentioned initially is a fountain of youth. Um, and it really is. Well, what about uh, prostate um, disease, uh, enlarged prostate, or even people who've had prostate cancer? Yeah, I mean, you know, there's a few things. Uh, cancer. Um, so the testosterone trials were only one year long, and they don't shed a lot of light on therapies risk. Some long-term studies have associated testosterone replacement with prostate cancer. Uh, for men that have prostate cancer, even a greater risk factor. Uh, so potentially significant risk factor. Always talk to your doctors about that. There's a family history if you've had a cancer history. Uh, and then older, you know, other risks include that of abnormal increase in red blood cells beyond what you want increase in enlargement of your prostate, not just cancer, but called BPH or benign prostatic hypertrophy. Um, you can have other side effects, acne. You can have breast enlargement, unwanted hair growth, infertility. So there are significant, you know, risks, you know, bottom line being um, you may do much better looking at a few healthy lifestyle changes that can offer more benefits in hormone replacement. Um, so those are things, being overweight or obese is closely associated with low testosterone. Losing weight in and of itself can raise hormone levels. Regular exercise uh, may improve your vitality um, without a lot of the same risk. And, and then we run into, you know, some of the over-the-counter, um, you know, risks that we run into, you know, that we see with other drugs. Have you ever heard of DHEA? Uh, yes, that's supposed to stimulate uh, testosterone, right? Yeah, it is actually one of the most commonly sold uh, over-the-counter agents. Um, and so what they're saying is take DHEA, uh, it's sold as a dietary supplement, and it's a touted as a super hormone or even nature's antidote to aging. Uh, it's widely promoted, as, again, as an in, in anti-aging uh, clinics around there, you know, again, another potential fountain of youth. It's a hormone, uh, it's converted into other hormones, testosterone, but interestingly, also converted to estrogen. And, you know, maybe that's beneficial, maybe not. The risk of DHA is you're gambling with hormones. Um, you know, the list of known or potential risks from DHA is even longer than the proposed benefits. Um, so, you know, DHA, DHEA, even though it's sold over the counter, remember the FDA has very little 
to say about these over-the-counter supplements. They don't, they're not approved. Yeah, uh, that's what I, one thing I want our audience to know about is the FDA does not regulate in any way supplements or over-the-counter drugs. So uh, these things um, may, not, uh, may not be safe. And uh, people, people somehow think that the FDA regulate or uh, follow these drugs. They do not. So don't, don't have that uh, false sense of security that the FDA is looking at these drugs. The FDA, I personally believe they do a wonderful job at monitoring drugs, prescription drugs in the United States. Um, but um, this is one, one area where they have no, you know, Congress decides this. It's not up to the FDA. And Congress has decided that they do not uh, regulate over-the-counter drugs. Um, so that's a very important uh, point you brought up there, Alan. Yeah, I mean, just remember that the side effects of DHA are dependent upon dose duration of use as well as on how much is converted to estrogen or to testosterone. In women... You know, you can have facial hair growth, scalp hair loss, acne, um, deepening of the voice, menstrual changes. In men, it may cause aggression, breast enlargement, testicular shrinkage, you know, urinary urgency, because I mentioned benign prosthetic hypertrophy. So let me just... Yeah, I, I don't want any of those things. No. And, and <laughs> the question is, do you get benefits? Um, you know, when you're taking things, look at real studies. Don't look at studies that are truly garbage. And, and we have some studies in regards to, again, published in New England Journal of Medicine. And it showed that DHA EA supplements did not improve muscle strength, did not improve physical performance, did not improve body composition, did not improve uh, body sugar control or quality of life measurement, um, and minimal inconsistent improvement in bone mineral density. You know, cardiovascular disease um, had no significant effects on on uh, blood pressure or blood cholesterol or other cardiovascular factors. So, you know, be very careful when you're taking these medications. Um, you know, I, I think it's a good overview. Always talk to your physician about them. But yeah, I think that's a really important point. I really think people should talk to their doctor first, especially taking taking testosterone um, or any supplement, hormone-like substance like uh, DHEA. Uh, they really should involve a physician before they just willy-nilly start taking these because there, there are some dangerous side effects. And, and I personally believe the side effects are more likely, more dangerous than any benefit that you could get uh, from these types of um, uh, medications, just taking them on your own. Yeah, you're absolutely right, Bill. And make sure if you're taking testosterone, make sure you have low T in the first place. There's a lot of reasons. Look at lifestyle changes. Remember, DHA, most of its benefits are unproven and its potential risks are proven and numerous. Um, so be very careful with these. Remember, they are drugs. They convert to drugs. Talk to your physician about these. And I think we will have, because it's such an interesting area, we should have some other podcasts on other potentially dangerous supplements. Yes, that's a great topic, and that's a great discussion. Uh, I want to thank you for uh, another great, uh, a great uh, podcast. If, if for the audience, if you like this podcast on evidence-based medicine, uh, which means that this actually relies on uh, medical literature, we have two articles in the uh, peer-reviewed medical literature before we, we discuss the topic. Uh, if you like our podcast, uh, please subscribe to it. Please tell your friends about it. And uh, uh, stay tuned uh, for more to come. Thank you, Bill. Take care of yourself and happy holidays.